Oh, it's another beautiful night here at the Comeback Team Studios. This is your favorite host in the world, future of all podcasts and talk shows, guaranteed to teach you a thing or two about life. This is Beck Lover, and you're watching the Comeback Team. I got a very special guest with me, Dennis Bazookia, a.k.a. The Bazooka, rising star in the MMA circuit. We're going to talk about his last fight and his next fight, God willing. I got John Siri in the house, his manager, and we're going to have an amazing time like we always do. So welcome, welcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I like this theme song, man. Let, let it go. Let it rip a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Saturday night. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Here we go. Hands up. It's cold outside, no? Yeah, I'm here. Bringing the heat. Boys, friends, brothers. gentlemen. Of course, brothers. I was getting to that. I just want to say. First of all, thanks for coming. Oh, thanks thank for having you. us, yeah, man. Thank you for having us. You know, I'm sure I saved you from a session of, you know, fist fighting or some shit or whatever you have to do <laughs> to train. But I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule and your schedule to come over here and uh, have a great talk with me and kind of let the world kind of get to know you a little bit better. Thank you, brother. The most precious gift you can give anybody in the world is your time because there's no way to get it back. So in any event... Um, before we get into all the other stuff, let's start with like, you know, the basics, man. I mean, I know kind of who you are, but I don't know everything about you. Tell us your story, man. Where are you from? Where are you born? Where'd your family come from? Where do you live? What do you do? <laughs> How did you get into this fighting thing? All right. How did you meet John? That's a lot. I can't even remember the first sentence you said, bro. Start with <laughs> where you, you were born. Uh, from Staten Island, New York. Um, Shaolin. Born and raised? Born and raised. Stranded Island, as they call Stranded it. Stranded Island. Shaolin. Staten. Sure. Forgotten Borough. Uh, my parents are from Albania, from Shkodr. Both of them. Um, it's a tough place to be from, man. Yo, Shkodr's... Uh, it's the blood war capital of the world, Come bro. Come on, bro, yeah. Shkodr's no joke. Blood wars. I don't think... People, do you know about blood wars, John? Yeah. Blood feuds? Family feuds, the yep. bloodlines, they got to yep. get blood back. It's no joke. That's where it comes well, Let's from. stay on topic. So yeah. families from Shkorda <laughs> came to Shkorda. America. How long ago? Do you know? Uh, Right before I was born, 97. I was born in 97 as well. So Damn, crazy yo, story. John, I feel kind of kind of old on this kid's story. Man. I'm, I'm 33 years old, and I have to I have to think about every single thing I say to this kid because he just doesn't get any of the references that I'm ever talking about. He never knows what's going on. It's a, we're going to catch him up. You're going to watch a lot of episodes of the Comeback Team. You're going to be up to speed on things you never imagined, man. Like what? Like everything. <laughs> I, I didn't even tell what him I this yet. Remember when I posted that thing about the terrorist attack in the building the other night? Yeah. That was from Die Hard. That was the Nakatomi Oh, Plaza you see? Hans. Yeah. You didn't know that punchline? Yeah, I, I posted it. You ever <laughs> met Bruce Willis, man? No. I met him two times. Get out. Once was at the Bagada. I won't say what I said to him. It was really nasty. <laughs> but he's also kind of nasty sometimes. <laughs> Second time I met him was at Remy, a restaurant in Manhattan. He was there. It was no one in the restaurant. It was after work. I was there with 10 co-workers. He just walks in. I said, am I seen? Is this a movie or what? <laughs> he walks in, goes to the back. All my co-workers, I'm like, guys, trust me. Don't even ask him for an autograph mm -hmm. or a picture. They still tried. He was like, no, thank you, no. My friend wouldn't let go of his hand. I said, dude, let the guy's hand go. He's not going to give you a picture. I told you. In any event, my common phrase I'm noticing 
I say this any in any event stuff a lot mm-hmm. on this podcast. We're going to work on that, folks. You're born in Staten Island? Yeah. Your whole life? Whole life. But I live in Long Island now with my boy, Alaya Quinta. He's in the UFC as well. Strong Island. Strong Island. Because if the winds are 30 miles in Jersey, there's 60 in Long Island. Right? Are you serious? When the, when the hurricanes hit? No. It's always like 20 miles an hour more over there. Oh, really? If it's a one-foot surge in the water in New York, it's three feet in Long Island. Am I, am I wrong, John? Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I didn't know this. Yeah. That's why it's called Strong Island. I, I don't know. I just I gave. Place. I mean, they say Strong Island. I gave it. I gave it that. Re- I gave it the definition of why. <laughs> no, the, the <laughs> I didn't know that. Say Strong Island. Oh, just like we say Shaolin. Right. Sha- Shaolin. Yo, you heard about them Albanian rappers? Who? In Kosovo, they're. Um, I'm gonna pull them up. Yo, all they be saying is Shaolin. You, you ever see them? <laughs> no. And I'm like, yo, you guys are from Eastern Europe. You never even probably even been to Staten Island, but I like the way they do it. Yo, they all got right. mad. Yeah. We might pull up one of their videos. Sha- Shaolin, Shaolin gang. That's what they call the people that follow them. Oh shit! Yeah, they definitely got inspired gang. by the Wu Tang Clan. It's like the Halbanians. You heard of the Halbanians? I heard of them. I'm not too gang. familiar with it. It's like a gang or some shit in London. Some Albanians. It is. Oh yeah, there was some news articles about that. It was all over the news. So you start out in Stylon. Now, how old are you, man? 22, as of October 1st. Going to be 23. Doing something big for your birthday? I fucking knocked some guy out into another dimension. That was your last birthday? <laughs> yeah, that was my birthday. You fought on your birthday night? No. Oh, but my 21st birthday, I fought. I made my professional debut at Nassau Coliseum in front of 14,000 people. And I knocked the guy out in the first round. Can we, can we not jump the gun, man? <laughs> So, um, you did some school? I did some, uh, I finished high school, I actually graduated high school early. Where'd you go? Uh, Port Richmond High School, like the worst high school, one of the worst in New York. They were supposed to shut it down three times. Um, I was like one of like very few white kids, but everyone loved me. You know, I was, I was really cool. I've noticed, man, don't matter if you're white or black, if you respect others, they respect you. Yeah. You show love and you also show, hey, don't mess with me. They won't mess with you. Oh, 100%. doesn't matter 100%. where you go. At the end of the day, people is people, man. Yeah. I mean, they they test you a little bit, but once you you know, once they see what's what's up with you, really, once they see that you're real and not like phony. Did you fight a lot in in school? I did. Yeah, yeah. I beat a few people up. Um, Did you ever get beat up? Don't lie. No, I never got beat up. Not in the street. Do you think this is where that passion started coming from for you defending yourself in public school? No, I I always loved fighting since I was a little kid. For whatever reason, I think it's just in our blood, man. As Albanians, I I literally think we're just we're a warrior race. You know, our whole. Lineage of our culture has been in war. Uh, 5,000 years, yeah. unfortunately. Always being invaded in the crossroads of all the major empires. And I think, you know, we might not be the strongest country. I think the fact that we still exist is probably the only, you know, is, is the biggest victory of all. Yeah, and we still have our language from back then. We got a few couple hundred words from a few other, because yeah, you, know, you have no choice. Everything. Yeah, of course, of like course. Like the cost of doing business, right? Like I try to learn some Spanish because you need it today, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you got someone on top who speaks a certain language, you need to do business, you know? They're not going anywhere for 500 years. Yeah, you might yeah, as well yeah. learn a few words. You I, know? No, that's true, that's true. But if you put your ear to it, you can really quickly realize which ones are not really from our language originally. For sure. So, yeah, you had some fights, very common in New York City school systems. <laughs> um, you finished high school. Mm-hmm. What was your plans? What were you thinking? Was it, let me become a fighter? Was it, let me go to college? Was it, let me get a job? I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's path and journey in this life is different. What were, you th- what were you thinking when you finished high school? I actually wanted to go into the military. Um, Did you know what branch? I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Like, that was my goal. That was my dream. All I'm noticing so far is you're a sick fuck already, I'm fucking bro. nuts, bro. I just like to... I don't know. I'm such a, like, little teddy bear. I wish I Arthur was here. Up. I fucking wish Arthur was here. Arthur, my co-host. Arthur Nascarella. Oh, oh, oh. 
Marine. Tough son oh, of a gun. Really? 75 years old. This guy could beat the shit out of me, man. <laughs> I'm serious. This guy, Arthur could probably beat the living shit out of me. He's a tough guy. A.K.A. Carlo from The Sopranos. A.K.A. Bruno from Billions. I love him, bro. That was a great interview. It really was. He's the best. He's done He's done a couple of shows. We're, we're doing some good things together. Um, so, you wanted to go into the Navy SEALs. What happened? I took the test. It's called the ASVAP. I guess it's like a mental aptitude test, whatever it's called. And I killed it, like, really good with flying colors. So, I went down to MEPS, whatever it stands for. It's in Brooklyn. I go down. This is when I had just turned 18 because my my father would not sign off on it. He's like, I'm Most not parents would. I don't want my kid, yeah. God forbid, to go to war. The last 20 years haven't been so freaking peaceful for yeah, our nation. Right. Especially as a Navy SEAL. Like, you're the first one to go into. You're going behind enemy lines. Yeah. Like, the odds are against you. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully in 2020, in this new decade, we can bring peace to this country. God willing, we can end all these wars and focus on our own country. May God help and God bless America. But God bless America. The thought that you even thought to go into that is such an honorable thing. No, I love To put I your life America. on the line. Yeah, for sure. I love America. And I felt as a Navy SEAL, um, they're the ones that are really in the action. Do the most damage. They do the most damage, exactly. They're whacking o o Osama, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. these are the guys that are going in and getting shit done. Yeah, yeah, they're getting shit done, exactly. But I think also, and I don't think a lot of uh, people that are not Albanian, I don't think they realize the amount of love that the Albanian nation really has for the United States of America. And it's over a 100-year love affair, John. The love of the Albanian people for the American people really began in 1912. The Ottoman Empire, which was a superpower before the U.S., controlled our people and most of the world out towards Europe and up until all the way up to Russia yeah. for a good six, seven hundred years. Is my math right there? Thirteen, about five, six hundred years at least. And uh, when they finally collapsed, our people were attacked on five different borders. We lost eighty percent of our territory. We would have lost 100% of our land if it was not for Woodrow Wilson. Really? The American president, which is why his statue is in Albania. I don't know if you've ever seen his statue. No, I didn't know this. So it's very interesting. In Albania, we have more statues of American presidents than our own national heroes. I don't know if you've ever known <laughs> that. The only national hero you see is St. George, the Castriotti, the dragon, the warrior. Yeah, warrior king. The warrior king, who was considered the founder of guerrilla warfare. But the American presidents, it's unbelievable. Bush has a statue. Clinton has a statue. Woodrow Wilson. So Woodrow Wilson went to the League of Nations, which is today the United Nations, when they were divvying up all of our land, which got divided into multiple countries, and you know the history. Kosovo got given away, half of Montenegro, half of this, and when it was all divided, they were going to give everything away, and Woodrow Wilson met some Albanians in Boston, because the first Albanians to America started in Boston. Oh, wow. In the 1900s. And they went to Harvard. I guess the Albanians back then were a lot smarter than we are today. <laughs> yeah, you had um, Konica, and you had, um, I can't say their names correctly, but they're buried still in Boston. And these guys were in Harvard. I guess they were part of frat houses or whatever the case was be. They became friends with the future president. So when, when shit hit the fan, I guess he must have been like, listen, we're boys. Yo, my people are in trouble. If it was not for those gentlemen in Boston, the country of Albania today would not exist. And that's why even though you're a New Yorker and you might hate the, the Boston Red Sox, you got to respect Boston <laughs> because without Boston, me and you wouldn't be here today. This is I never knew this. This is like blowing my we mind. We would have right been now. like the Kurds, a nation wiped out with no land. Wow. True story. So our existence as a nation 
is owed to United States of America. We would okay. not be here if it was not. So forget that they helped us during the Kosovo conflict. Forget the fact that they've you know got us into NATO and all these other things. But without the United States of America, John, Albania doesn't exist. That's insane. We're gone. We're like the Kurds. So it's a very, uh, that's how the love affair began. So it's only natural that this will make you love your country even more. Yeah, no. And just like you, I'm first generation. My, I, was in bo- I was born in Texas, Houston. I don't know if you know that. No. Were you really? I was born in Houston. Oh, shit. Hot as hell, man. How much, how much time did you spend <laughs> out Humid, there? Humid, about four and a half years. And then you Still got family down there. My mom was from the Bronx. My dad had came there first when he came from America, and his brother was down there. But my brother had asthma, couldn't breathe too good, so th- you know they decided to move back to the Northeast. That's why I don't say y'all this and y'all that and y'all <laughs> want a Whataburger. <laughs> I love Whataburger. You go to Texas, the best cheeseburger you ever have in your life. Really? really? I was in I'm Dallas. sorry, guys. I've been all over the world. I've been to Hamburg, Germany, where hamburgers were supposedly invented. There's nothing like a Whataburger. Oh. Try it if you ever see it in the airports. Okay. Back to you, my brother, because we went off on a tangent. Um, so you want to go into one of the most dangerous positions in the military. Yeah. Definitely the most exciting. Put your ass in freezing water, this, that. <laughs> I remember watching G.I. Jane with Demi Moore, and I was like, damn, I, I, I can't do this I shit. I can't do this shit. <laughs> I can't walk up the stairs, man. Look at me. <laughs> so you're trying to go in. You're doing all this stuff. What happens, man? Do you, do you get in? Do you go into the military? I mean, what happens? So... I go in, uh, I do the physical test, you know, literally like the physical test for your body to see if you're capable to do the physical demands as a Navy SEAL. Uh, it turns out I'm colorblind, and I didn't know. And if you're colorblind, you can't do any special operations, any special forces in the military, because if you're deep underwater, your first colors to go are red and green. And red and green lights, they tell you to go or not to go. You can't see that. You fuck up the whole mission. Did you even know you were colorblind? At the no, time? I had no idea. My brother, no idea. my brother's supposedly a little bit. I don't know. They say a lot. Most men are a little bit. But I, I had no idea. It makes no sense to me because your shirt is red and I could see red. And you know what I always wonder? And this is a uh, mind-blowing question. Like, I know that I'm seeing the red that I'm seeing, right? Have you ever asked yourself this question? <laughs> is yeah. it different from your red? Like, is my red your green? But when I look at it, we're both like, yeah, that's red. Like, I mean, how do we really know what you're yeah, seeing yeah, out of yeah. your eyes? I mean, that's like a mind-blowing question. Yeah, that fucks of, with me a lot. You've ever asked yourself uh, that yeah, question? 100%. I was like, I wonder if my red is the red that Bazooki has seen. That's why, like, can I say it? Like, your, your grandmother? Yeah. So his his grandmother has dementia, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry to hear that. I've had family with yeah, them. It's not I'm, easy. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah, for It's, it's terrible. But it's a hard thing to deal with, and a lot of people don't realize what, what it is to have family with that. Yeah, but we were, me and John were talking about, like, what if the things she sees and hears or the things she comprehends as her reality is really her reality, but we just can't perceive it? You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, like, what if she's seeing layers of reality that we aren't? That we can't. Or, like, dogs. They, they say, like, dogs and horses are they're more sensitive to, like, the spiritual realm. But we can't perceive that. I, like I 100% agree with that. I think sometimes dogs bark because they're seeing shit in another dimension that we can't see. I believe that a hundred percent. Yeah, that's exactly what I believe. Our ears only hear up to certain decibels. What Does it bother you if I smoke a cigar? No, nah, I don't care. You sure? I don't care. I don't have the fans on because we'll have electric static. Nah, nah, I'm nah, trying to protect right. your lungs. I want you to be nah, a fucking right. champion, <laughs> and I don't want to be blamed out because of Beck cigar I got. No. Nah. <laughs> nah, bro. So a lot of the biggest UFC champions smoke weed on the daily. So I don't know if you knew that. You think that. it helps in recovery or something? Some secret we don't know about? It does help with recovery, inflammation, relax. Now, are they doing CBD or are they doing the shit with the THC? THC and CBD. I think CBD is becoming more common now. 
Are you allowed to smoke weed and still fight in the MMA? Like, does it disqualify you? If no, you now, got, now they are. Now they're allowed. Yeah. So you're allowed. Still, it doesn't. As long as you don't walk into the cage high, and now they have, like, strict testing. Where yeah. You can it's test. like, yeah, you can have a drink after the fight, just not during the fight. Right. Right. Do you smoke? No, nah, I don't smoke weed. Look at me. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> no, I, I believe don't smoke you. weed. I believe I'll you. drink. I'll get highly intoxicated. <laughs> but after the after fights, the fight, after the fights, yeah, we party hard. But well, it's it's or well you could drink some teas like I taught you. But kava teas, which back kava bowls up. and kratom teas, which you're opening up. Uh, that's not public information, but thanks for blowing my spot up. I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. Cut this out. <laughs> nah, we don't cut here, Beck Lover live. <laughs> So, all right, let's keep, keep on the course, man. So, so, how do you start getting into fighting, man? So, like, I, when do you say when's the, what do you start working to pay your bills? What are you doing at that time? Oh, well, I was I was still living with my dad, um, but I was doing construction with him. He he works at a construction company, so I was working with him since I graduated out of high school when I was sixteen. Working with him until up until not too long ago, but at that time I was still working with him, so that's how I made my money. Um, but my goal was to go into the military. So that fell through. So I've been training since I was 13, by the way, really since eight, but 13 steadily. Um, and it started because of movies. I just really liked movies. I wanted to, I just felt like. Now you're talking about like fighting movies. Yeah. So the, the actual movie was. Please uh, say. What? The transporter. Come on, man. What are you going to think? Kickboxer? Kickboxer. Well, Van Damme, fuck that. Bloodsport, bro. (laughs) I do this for my Shadoshi. I'm not that old, bro. Y'all are old as fuck. You never saw that one? I saw that one. You know, he's one of his best friends is Albanian. Really? Van Damme? I didn't know that. I believe the last name is Malota. Peter Malota. Trains with America. There's all kinds of... If you look him up on oh. Facebook, he's, I believe he's from Michigan. Oh, one shit. One of his best friends. And then a friend of mine, Enver Idrizi, he's actually in a few movies. He was a karate champion of the world, Albanian guy from Germany. And uh, he did a lot of stuff with Van Damme also. And oh. you can see him in the movie, uh, I believe it's Double Impact. That's sick. Damn, so, Albanians are everywhere, man. You just my friend, we're them. tiny people, but we pop up like fucking viruses everywhere. Yeah, hey, what's we up? What's up? Like crazy, yeah. You know, <laughs> small people, but big, big splashes. You know. Yeah. So, a light bulb goes off. A light bulb goes off. I said, I, "How old were you?" I was uh, maybe like 12, 11, 12. You know, you want to be a fighter. No, I knew I wanted to train at the time. I just wanted to learn martial arts just to be able to defend myself. You know, be be comfortable anywhere I go, not be scared of anyone. Um, and protect someone around me if ever needed you know not on, not to sound like a fucking wannabe superhero but that's pretty much what my thought process was especially as a kid so just to defend yourself what did you study yeah. at first karate i started with karate this wasn't no tiger showmanship right nah, not tiger. it showmanship. wasn't like break the cardboard nah but i mean it was a little bit like that it was like it was traditional. yeah it was traditional but i did a lot of competitions karate like karate tournaments jiu-jitsu tournaments like how uh, did you perform i had gold every time Every time I won plenty of belts, maybe like six belts at the time. I can't get my kid to go to Krav Maga, man. I put him in Krav Maga, he barely goes. I don't know if you know any secrets how to... He's 13 years old, and he's like, yeah, I want to go on Put him in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, jiu-jitsu, without a doubt. Brazilian Seriously? jiu-jitsu, yeah. Krav Maga is maybe too serious for him at this point? I think it's... I don't know what no, to with, say. With jiu-jitsu, is you can go full tilt. Like, you could... They really go after each other. They really fight so he'll get that energy out. You know, like, he'll, he'll have the excitement from it. Yeah. You'll learn how to choke somebody out, right. bro, and how to... Like there's little there's tiny girls maybe like a hundred pounds that are s- choking out grown men that are. So like you recommend pounds. jujitsu as a first p- good Definitely. foundation for for yeah, martial 100%, arts. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's practical too. And yeah, exactly. You could, you could go anywhere in the street. Like I think every cop should learn jujitsu. 
they'll be able to control everyone with ease. And, and I, without choking them to death. They don't have to. There's Unfortunately, a video. which happened on your island. It did. It did. Unfortunately. If that, cop that was horrible. Knew, yeah, if that cop knew jiu-jitsu, he could have... He would have known when to stop. He could have controlled that 400-pound man by himself easily. It wouldn't have gotten out of hand. Not at all. By himself. Easily. It's not a bad idea. Hey, mayor, if you're listening. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 2020. Be the yep. mayor that changes it all. It's the way to go. Um... So yeah, you could. There's a video that went viral of my own coach. He was in Vegas. He was. It was the weekend he was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame for the UFC. Now you talking about your coach, Matt Sara? Should we kind of skip some some years here, no? Um. Yeah. I you mean, do some martial arts. How old are you when you decide I want to be a professional fighter? I 18 years old. I so about up, four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. I went. I was training at the UFC gym in Staten Island. Okay. And. They asked me, they're like, oh, there's a MMA show next month. They're like, do you want to fight? I was like, yeah, why not? I'll try it out. But, you know, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I so you took a risk. You took a chance. I just I just did it just to say, fuck it. I was like, I like Try new fight. things in life because you'll never know. Yeah. I agree with that mentality. Try a lot of things, especially at your age. Right. 18 years old, you got nothing to lose. DMP. Try a million different things. You, you're so young. Like that guy Gary Vee says, he's right. You know, you got a lot of time. Use things. Do yeah. things. And if I fuck up, I got time to recover to get, from get out of it and start something different. Yeah. Look at me. I said, fuck it. I walked away from half a million dollars. I'm doing a fucking talk show. <laughs> I'm out of my fucking mind. <laughs> Literally. Sorry, right. That's why we love you. I love you too. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so, I end up taking the fight. 18 years old. Like, Never had any proper MMA training. I boxed pretty much. So I went from the karate, left there, and I went to uh, NYC BJJ in Staten Island, where it's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu place, and that's where I met my friend Rashad Mahdi, who I'm sure you know. The guy that fought last night? Fought last night. Listen, but I just sent him a message. Can we get him? Can we Can we make a call? I love that kid. He'll come 100%. Good. Uh, he's making us proud, huh? I love that kid with all my heart. He's now, so I have a cousin guy. named Mati. I don't know if they're related. But a Deaver? lot of Albanian common names are... Is he uh, from Deaver? No, he's not. Uh, he's Theron, from... maybe? He's from Montclair, New Jersey. He's got a, he's got a liquor store. <laughs> he's a cool kid, though. And my it's cousin. possible. It's possible. It'd be nice. But that's funny, because I just sent him a message like, yo, Sheba, you make us proud. And uh, if you ever need anything in the city, and you know, when I yeah, say yeah. that, I don't fuck around You're with that. Right? I got New York... On lock. And my fingernail. <laughs> so... I lie? No, no, no. We man. went online nowhere. We don't right. went online You're nowhere. The man in New York City. So, yeah. If you ever, you know, after he's done training, I have a rule. I don't take fighters out until after fighting. If they're training, I don't want to see your fucking face. You better be punching that bag. You better be going <laughs> fucking crazy because I don't want to be blamed. No, no, you're good. You're good. Like, ah, oh, he took him out two nights before his fight. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's different. We're not that stupid. <laughs> Even though I've done that before too. But <laughs> when you were younger, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> we grow, matured. we evolve. We've matured, yeah. So, Good friend of yours. He's doing some pretty crazy shit right now. Yeah, he's killing it. I'm happy for him. Um, so I end up meeting him there. Um, and this is again at what place, please? This I is at NYC BJJ in Staten Island. What does that fucking stand for? New York City Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Ah, okay. So it's like a lot of acro, you know, a lot of initials. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck? New York City BJJ. <laughs> so, anyways, he I meet him there. Um, and he remembered me because I wrestled in high school a little bit. And we, we met each other before. But then we really started getting close there, training together. And then I met his dad. His dad got a liking to me. 
And they asked me if I wanted to come out to Brooklyn and box with them. I was like, fuck it, yeah. Let's, you know, just more training. Why not? I'd love to learn how to really box, like, clean boxing, pure boxing. So they brought me out with them. They I trained with them every day, pretty much. Now, like, is John anyone in your life at this point? No, 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 not even not even close. Um, so I'm I'm training pretty much like a professional fighter every day at, like, 16 years old. But just doing it just because I love it. Like, I love getting better. Getting so you're stronger. always active. No matter what, yeah, you're doing yeah, something, yeah. at least from the age of 12, 13, you're doing something. Yeah. Even since I was a kid, I'd be playing Manhunt every night. We'd be My outside. My favorite game when yeah. I was a kid. Dude, I love that. I'd I don't know how I was well, good at it. I was the slowest motherfucker on earth. <laughs> but there's a little bit of, like, you know, skill. skill. You got to hide and shit. Think, yeah. You got to be crafty. You got to yeah, wait 100%. the right moment to leave the bush exactly, and shit. Exactly, to go, to go tag And back then in. I was skinny. Right now, if I fucking hid, I don't think. <laughs> like, if there was a world war and I had to fucking hide, I'd probably be dead within the first 48 hours. I got nowhere to fucking hide, bro. Oh and there's no God. army fatigue fitting my ass. <laughs> the good thing is I won't be drafted if World War Three starts. <laughs> and I'm flat-footed. Oh, man, you got everything it I'm takes good. not I, to I be a soldier. I don't think that works anymore. Is that I true? Think, yeah, I don't think but so. that was the rule, right? Yeah. Flat-footed asthma. Oh, they give you an arc now. An arch, right? Yeah. Fuck that, bro. <laughs> so you got back problems. There's an age limit, though, no? Yeah. I'm, I'm 37. What do you think? I'm good? Fuck that. They're not drafting you or me. If the Russians come in, we good? <laughs> yeah, we good. Nah, we drink some Pepsis and watch on TV. You'll watch me get fucked up. Or fuck them up. <laughs> so, so you're doing all this training. You're training with Mati. And yeah. just, can you give it to some of us who, you know... We don't know who's watching. We don't know how much they know. We gotta. Sometimes, sometimes people are not uh, watching this; they're listening to it. So, tell us a little bit about your friend. What, 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 what is he in? Is he in a division? Like, I don't know. Give a little, yeah. just a little bit of background about what so, he's doing. Who well, he is? He, he was like uh, MMA prodigy. He did MMA, kickboxing, boxing, jujitsu. Dominated every martial arts. Pretty much every martial arts competitively dominated everywhere. Like. Undefeated type stuff. He lost some, but he yeah, would, but like you know, an amazing record. Yeah, uh, uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Now is he in the mainstream? Yeah, he's he's famous now. He's been famous since he was a kid, pretty much. But now he just took a liking to boxing. He just strictly boxed. Now he's six and zero as of last night. Obliterated. I saw that this guy. fight, man. Bro, he obliterated. I saw the highlights. Guy. I saw the full fight. I was driving. I was I was like, I'll risk my life right now to watch this. Where fight. was the fight? It was in Arizona, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. You drove to Arizona? No, I was driving in. I was in the Bronx. Oh, oh you mean we were watching it? Yeah, I was. I was like, I'll fucking crash right now to watch this fight, and thank God it was quick. I didn't have to risk. You should have went to Arizona. It's warm out there. But then you yeah, would have missed this. I know you, you saved yourself for yeah, me. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, that. Come on, bro. I can't. I can't. I love you. Oh, you Me love you long time. <laughs> Low these lights, bro. <laughs> So what do you think about the comeback studio, bro? Yo, this is sick, bro. I'm not fucking around, I swear I was not expecting this. Yo, always expect the unexpected with Beck. Beck lover. Undercover. (laughs) So I've always believed this, too, and I I think, listen, not to be cliche, who you stay with is who you become. Mm, For sure. You hang around with losers, you're going to be a loser. I promise you. You hang around negative people, your life's going to look very negative. I've been guilty of it. And that many times I was the negative one because things happen to you in life and sometimes you get caught up and your emotions get the best of you because we're all human beings, man. Things are going to happen that we have no control over. But I think what makes somebody a champion and a warrior and a winner is that even if they get knocked down or even knocked out, they get back up. Yeah. They get back up. So you have a friend that's on the up and up. You're on the up and up. Right. This is a lot of amazing energy that's circulating. Yeah, that's true. That's you guys true. talk a lot daily basis. Every day, I, ju- I was just talking to him uh, just today. Um, How's he feeling? Yeah, he's 
Yeah, when you win a fight, there's no better feeling than it. I oh, I, I know what it feels like because I actually scanned your brain during your fight. I have some actually audio clips of it. Oh, yeah? We're going to get to that a little later. Oh, no, no, there's this. a new app on iPhone 11. Really? That lets you scan. So you, I lock onto you with the square, and I can actually scan your brain thoughts. I have video audio recordings of your brain. I got to see this. Don't say that. He's going to be He's gonna be questioning me on the ride home. Like, oh, is he serious? No, that? no, I got to see No, no, this. I have. I have the moment you knock the guy out, I have the... With the <laughs> no, I'm serious. I recorded the sound that your, your brain made. We'll get to it later, right? Oh, we're gonna get. Of course, we are. We have right, to. I gotta see this. We gotta, gotta get to this. the best part of this. Yeah, the, the, the meat and potatoes of the podcast. So you're you're around like-minded people. You're training with your friend for years. Yeah. What happens? Did you sign up for that fight you were talking about? Yeah. So, uh, I, it ended up being too much, just traveling everywhere, back and forth, this and that. So I was like, yo, let me just take it easy, just chill at the UFC gym in Staten Island. It was close to me. I was like, I don't want to do it professionally. At this point, I didn't want to do it professionally. I just did it just to do it because I loved it. Uh, I wanted to just work construction, make money, and invest in real estate, which is still my goal today, invest in real estate. But You're typical Albanian. Typical, but it works. It does. It's Copy. the old school method. Yeah. You follow. <clears throat> I think you should wait a little bit. I think this is market's a little overinflated, but I'm not giving no, financial I'm not advice. right now. I'm not your advisor. This is not a Wall Street, how to invest your money, bullshit scam that they give Disclaimer, you. Disclaimer, pyramid schemes. I think shit's <laughs> overpriced. That's all I got to say. And I think the recession is due single. How long is it going to go up without coming down? What goes up must come down. And then back up again, God willing. So you're close to the gym. You kind of still haven't made a full decision. You already decided. I'm gonna, you're still kind of experimenting with this. No, I just did. I, like I said, I just trained to stay in shape, you know, be healthy, be strong, um, take care of my body. But I was just going to work. That was really my thing. I was just going to do like a normal person. I go fight. I take the fight. I end up knocking this guy out. I was 18 years old. I had It was a few months after I turned 18. I knocked out a 23-year-old grown-ass man. So pretty much people 18, let me go skydiving. So let me go knock someone the fuck out. Pretty, that's pretty much what happened. How did it feel, man? Bro, I couldn't. Even today, like I'll never get a high as that, no matter what Well, I, I have a way to show the audience what it's like. We're going to get to that in a little okay. bit. Okay, I got to see it, but... You're not going to see you're going to hear it. I have your brain scan. <laughs> no, I'm right. serious. All right, all right. So, <laughs> yo, Beck, I can't... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, I have a scan of you on the last fight showboat. I have a scan with the, the, the new iPhone. Why do you think it has to be fucking lenses, bro? You think They're watching all, us, bro. You think there's all to take pictures? It's a third One eye. One of them's a fucking x-ray, bro. <laughs> it's a third eye, bro, right here. <laughs> So, so that you knock him out. Now who's watching this fight with you? Man, I had my dad came, some family friends, um, and a lot of my dad's friends. So I brought about maybe fifty people to my first. Now is that the clip where you kind of jump completely over the thing and go into the crowd? No, wow. no, that was when I won my belt, my first belt and my second belt. I jump into the crowd. Do you get in trouble when you do that? Yeah, I get in trouble. Like what kind of trouble? Like they'll suspend me, or and find me if I. I love again. about you. Like, if you had 30 fights, you're Conor McGregor, you could do that. You're like two fights and like, fuck these people. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're fine. This guy's still out of the picture right now. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So. Did you know him at all? No. No, no. Okay, we're going to get to how you two met. Yeah. So I knocked this guy out. Everyone's fucking going crazy. I'm like, yo, this is fucking sick. I fell in love with it instantly. Instantly. Hooked. Hooked, bro. Unreal. You were hooked to the feeling of victory, bro. To the glory, to huh? the love, to the to the satisfaction of everything the hard on work the line, the fear, the adrenaline, yeah, the man. fucking I just won. I can't believe it. it's an amazing feeling. Man. Unreal. I unreal. felt it once in my life in basketball. But 
once. I mean, Not compared, but just a little bit yeah. of that. Where you're the reason that, they, like, imagine, there's five people playing basketball. Imagine making the game-winning shot, and it's a well, tiebreaker and over Can I give you my only one moment of glory? I have one moment of glory. Nah. Not good. <laughs> I sucked at basketball. I'm not going to lie. I was flat-footed, slow as fuck. I was a center. The seniors were playing state sectional championship. They won state sex that night. But before them, it was JV. So I'm junior varsity. Mm-hmm. We're playing our last game of the season, but the stands are packed. Because nobody watches JV, right? So everyone's there, right? My parents are there. The place is packed. The whole town is there. We're playing. We're winning by like 20 points. All the starters and all the, you know, all the guys, they all, like four of them get injured. The other team catches up. They start beating us. I just start going to town, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Make the story short, we're down by uh, two points. Or no, we were down by one point. There's like five seconds left. I'm the slowest fucking guy on earth. The guy throws a ball. I don't know how I even did it. I steal the ball, dribble, go up, get fouled, two shots. No more time left in the game. Oh, you, my God. You can hear a fucking pin drop. Pin drop. Coach goes, Beck, don't fuck this up because I usually fuck things up, right? I was no like, pressure. Bro. I was like this. I was like, yo, coach, I got this. Airball. Tied it, right? Now I know at least I'm good, right? <laughs> Next shot, like this. <laughs> like we won the championship and shit, but the real championship was after us. This is a bullshit regular season game. This is the highlight. It was like Al Bundy, it was three touchdowns. <laughs> For the rest of my life, I talked about that game. Like, I was the fuck, I was the worst athlete in the world, bro. Taste of victory. Now, but that adri- I, what I was trying to say is that to feel that, 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 that feeling of being a champion, of winning, it's addictive, man. Yeah, it really is, bro. It's a drug. Um, but you wouldn't have felt it if you didn't take a risk. Yeah, man. You got to just pull the trigger on a lot of shit. You know, even if you don't really think about it, take calculated risks. And I think that's what I do with everything. I don't really think shit through. <laughs> you know, kind of just blind, just go. I just fucking yeah. go. I don't, what month I are you born in, man? October. End of the month. Beginning I'm a Libra. October first. Do you believe in that shit? I don't really believe in horoscopes. Fuck about that stuff, bro. Bitches be like, oh my god, my fucking. I'm in. I'm in Mercury Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> it's some weird shit going on. I don't know. <laughs> that went over Beck's head. No, they talk about how Venus is in the backyard or some shit and. Jupiter circling fucking Venus. So here's the penis or some shit. I don't know. I get angry. Like legitimately. As soon as I hear it. It's like, become I, I like you see it even on Instagram. Like what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, well, shut the fuck up. Like, but yo, white co-host is into that. Shut. She kind of mentioned it like, you know, the planets control us. Thank God she's not here tonight. This podcast. Yeah. And their argument is, well, we're 70% water. I mean, it kind of. The mo- I mean, it, it makes more sense with the moon. Oh, yeah. It's fucking bro science. It's completely. <laughs> if, if the planets were, were going to align and they affected us to that degree. Everything in this room would be, be fucked working up, right? off of that system. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like nothing would work. Our entire infrastructure would be completely based around solar system. Imagine if they control like like Mars controls us, and on December thirtieth every year, everyone just <laughs> just, <laughs> just faints or some shit. <laughs> Imagine, bro. Nah, fuck that. Bro. I don't know. So you have crazy. your first taste of victory. Mm-hmm. You knocked this guy. To f- how did you knock him out? Like, what kind of a knockout? Uh, bro, I just pieced his ass up with the hands. I had no formal MMA training, no ru- just a little wrestling in high school, some jiu-jitsu. I had no idea what the fuck I was getting into. That shit was a bar fight. We were just beating, like punching the shit out of each other. But thank God I had good boxing. I've always had good hands. Um, and I lit his ass up. And I hit him with like one right hook in his eye, and he kind of bent over, and I was just fucking... 
punching the shit out of him, and the ref stepped in and stopped it. And then you just see everyone going crazy. Like, the whole crowd is going nuts, bro. Like, people I didn't even know. People never seen me. It was just, everyone was going nuts. It was just, such, like, so exhilarating. I was like, this is what I want to do. So then I kept training with them. Uh, went back to Brooklyn, trained with them for a little bit. But I had no ground game, no wrestling, no jiu-jitsu. So I lost my second amateur fight. I'm like, damn, is this shit really for me? Now, what kind of a loss? It was just a decision. The guy just held me against okay, the so cage. You, you've never been knocked out, yeah? Nah, I've never even been rocked in a fight. Thank God, you know. I don't want to jinx it, but I've never really been rocked in a fight yet. 12 fights so far in my career. Um... So I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta figure this shit out. So I ask everyone, I ask around, like, what's the best real MMA gym around? And everyone tells me Sarah Longo in Long Island, Matt Sarah, which is. The so you're hooked now. Now you're looking for help. Now I'm looking for the you, real. You, deal. I'm gonna take the. I want this to be serious. Yeah. What year are we t we're talking about here? I was uh, 19 years old. So 2017. I don't even fucking know, bro. I have no 16? concept of time. Yeah, six, 17, 16. Is it? Yeah. I have no concept of time. but I know. You've lived such a long fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> the years are starting to blend together. They will, I promise you. They already you know are, how you know bro. you're fucking old? When you don't remember movies you've seen, and halfway through the movie, you're like, oh, fuck, I saw this. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> that's, when you, that's how you gauge if you're old. For those of you that don't am I getting old? Fucking 80 minutes into a movie. Oh, shit, I saw it. Already. Oh, I jerked <laughs> off to this. That's crazy. <laughs> so you go to the Longo... Jim? Sarah Longo, yeah. Sarah Longo. Now, Sarah is that Longo. named after someone? or? Yeah, so Matt Sarah, which is my, like, jiu-jitsu coach, he has his academy, and which he's also, world, he was a world champion in the UFC. He knocked out one of the greatest of all time, George St. Pierre. One of the greatest upsets. George St. Pierre was no joke. That's the guy with a bald head, right? Yep. Yeah. Shaved that he guy knocked out. him out. I remember him from the video games yeah. I used to play. Yeah, he knocked him out. He was, like, the greatest underdog ever. It, it was the biggest upset in UFC history up until that point. Yeah, knocked him out. I think in the first round? First round knockout, won the belt. So he's my jiu-jitsu coach, and now my. So head you're trained coach, by a champion. Yeah, and not only that, Hall my of Famer, Hall of Famer. Yeah, and I train at the main gym is Ray Longo's. Um, he's like our head coach. He's the one who puts everything together with the wrestling, striking, jiu-jitsu. We put it all together there, and also one of my teammates, Chris Weidman. He is also a former, I think, four-time world champion in the UFC, maybe four or three times. Yeah. No, four. Twice with Anderson, Lyoto, and Vitor. Right. So, four-time world champion. And he also has arguably the greatest upset in UFC history. He knocked out Anderson Silva. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's also considered one of the greatest. If I'm going to sit time. here and lie that I'm like a UFC expert, I'd be lying to you. No, no, it's all good. No, Anderson I, Silva I don't have a lot of time yeah. to watch sports. I do like to watch UFC whenever it's uh, definitely like when yeah. it's on. I love it. Or if it's a big fight, everyone's going. And I respect it. As far as the sport's concerned. Right. Because you're repping you. Yeah, I feel like basketball and some of these other sports, like you know, how much who's got more money, kind yeah. of type shit. I don't like that shit. It gets political. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's but well, UFC, yeah. it's like okay, it's that guy's getting, the guy's getting knocked the fuck out. It's yeah. raw. It's you just, and him. That's it. Mano and mano. It's just you two. All eyes are on that center. You know, there's no teammates. Somebody looking at the team or whatever. It's just you and him. So my teammate, also four-time world champion. I got a bunch of other teammates doing very well in the UFC, um, and I'm very proud of them. So I train with them now. Um... And then the rest is history, man. Just started fighting with them. Been knocking everyone out. Turned pro. Um, and got that pretty nice victory a few weeks ago. Now the next fight's coming up February February 21st at the Tropicana in Atlantic City. So February 21st at the Tropicana in Atlantic City. 
you have your next fight. Next fight. And nobody knows this, but it's also for the championship belt. I'm fighting for the belt after that last performance. So, and you, February so It's 21st. a belt bout. Is that the correct terminology? No. Uh, the belt cha- match. Championship, championship belt. Championship fight. Championship fight. Our own Dennis Bazookia. February 21st. You always like fighting around Independence Day, huh? You had Albanian Independence Day last time. Yeah. Now you have Kosovo Independence, which is a February... Is it? I don't know what day it is. Seventeenth, uh, if I'm not mistaken, my brain's oh, fried. Wow, I just know it's the weekend. Or 18th. The weekend. My brain's after, fried right now. After Valentine's Day, but that's pretty sick too. Then I gotta make these people proud. I mean, I'm gonna go in there to kill this guy anyways, but I got another reason to say that I, I got can. people driving me crazy here. They want to come on. I don't know if I can hear them. They want to come on. Come on to you. <laughs> They're over here, my cousins. They love you. I could probably hook them up on. Uh, Put them on. They want to talk? I got to go, guys. We're live here. We're live. <laughs> Dennis Bazookia, February 21st. Oh, what it do, baby? <laughs> so, this is a big fight, man. Is this the biggest fight of your career so I, far? Yeah. Uh, every fight, really, is the biggest fight of my career. Especially um, in the beginning. I mean, No, just every fight, because... The next fight sets you up for bigger opportunities, bigger things. And if you lose it, you get set back. You always get set back on a fight a lot if you lose. Um, so how, do you, how does John get involved with you? Oh, so, okay. So this is about, this is the fight before my first amateur belt in MMA. Um, actually like a little less than two years at this point. Yeah, April will be April. two years. Yeah. I grew up with one of his cousins. He's one of my most dear friends, most loyal friends. So and how did you how did you meet him? Who his cousin? Through his cousin? Yeah, yeah. So his cousin knows nothing at all about the sport and asked me if I would design his t shirts because I, I do artwork. So I was like, Yeah, I'll do it. We start talking and everything, and I'm talking to him about it. And his cousin sends me a picture of him in the cage with a bunch of his teammates, and I'm a diehard MMA fan. I'm like, Do you realize how big of a deal it is? Like where this kid's training, who he's with, you know, his team and everything? He's like, No, I had no idea. So we hit it off with design and everything, and then um we, we were just inseparable right off the bat it was just yeah we clicked right away vibe instantly instantly that was it now do you manage anyone else nope nope being a manager for a new fight is not easy yeah no it's not easy no it's not it's It's a lot of time yep it's a life it's a it's a full it's a commitment bro how often do you guys see each other almost a lot i mean but when i'm getting ready for fights i'm in long island mostly because i live i have i rent an apartment over there as well what is it with you in these fucking islands? You can't just go to Manhattan, like a normal person. Manhattan's island, island too. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point taken. Strike that from the record. Can't get away from. Let him. the court show. <laughs> no, I really think I think God wants me to die by a tsunami. That's what it Jesus really is. Christ. <laughs> because if you go, I'm going with you. Unfortunately, <laughs> we all going down, baby. <laughs> so, um, my job is essentially to keep him focused on nothing but fighting. So I'll handle everything else. Everything what is it like to manage a fighter, man? Uh, stressful. Very, very stressful. Why? Are you trying to keep him from making decisions that are not healthy, maybe? Yeah, big time. I always say, if you're going to fight and this is what you're going after, I don't think there's any time for partying at all. He, uh, he doesn't really have the inclination to. He's not really the type yeah. who's like, yeah. you know, I want to go is out. Is that what happened at their nightclub in Atlantic City? <laughs> uh, that was post-fight, though. That is, <laughs> but that was, you know, he deserves that it. Count. It's yeah. a victory. But that's, we call that the spoils of war. Yeah. By the way, this last, uh, this last fight, Okay, mm-hmm. I've been to UFC fights in Newark and a lot of stuff, but 
It's so fucking different when you know the, when you yeah. know the fighter, man. What were you feeling? I want to know what you as your first time seeing someone. Someone that, that you know. I know, man. Yeah. It's just you know I haven't felt like this in a sporting event ever in my entire life, bro. I've been to Super Bowls. I've been to fucking uh, New York. What do you call that shit? The um, U.S. Open mm-hmm. Championship. Bat- like I don't go to a lot of sports events, but the ones that I do go to are the best of the best. I do go to Holmes Jets games the. Because a lot of my friends, they do the most amazing tailgate. Yellow Lot, L21. Shout out to to Leon and Anton Raya and the whole crew out there. Because you got to come to one of these tailgates, by the way. They're amazing, man. You've seen clips on my Instagram. Yep. For those of you who want to see what that tailgate looks like, go on my Instagram, BeckLoverNYC. Scroll down, you'll see it. There's a huge trailer. food. So I go to those. But um, to know the fighter, because we kind of became friends right before this fight in a showboat. We hooked up in Manhattan. We were hanging out with Havoc of Mob Deep. Yeah. He's on tour. He saw your knockout, bro. He was in, he was uh, like, yo, he knocked him the fuck out. No He's way. like, I told him, I said, yo, I don't hang out with losers, B. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't hang out with losers. He's on tour right now in Europe. Havoc will be back. The infamous Mob Deep, friend to the Albanian nation. So he'll be back uh, right after the new year. And uh, we got to hang out again. We had a good time that night. That was awesome. The weather man. was nicer, though. It was nice yeah. outside. Oh, it was beautiful that night. Right now, it's too cold. So this, can we go a little bit to this last fight? Yeah. Now, I get down there. I came. You saw me. I came. I saw you conquer. You know how they go? I came. Yeah. I came. I saw you conquer. I hit the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left. Man. Thanks for making me drive for like two and a half. I thought it would at least be five, six rounds. You knocked him the foot. Was it the second round? First round. First round. First round. I can't remember how fast it fucking was. Bro, I have a video clip of it, bro. And this video clip, you had a million video clips closer to your shit I saw right after. But I think mine shows you how I was feeling. Because I swear to God, I, I pretty much, I've never had tears of joy in my life, I don't think. Except really? for when my kid was born. Wow. My, when my first born and my second born came... The third one, I was just my legs up. All right, babe, just push. Like, you know, it was good. <laughs> the first one was tears. I never experienced tears of joy, like when my first child was born. May God protect him. Here is a clip of you, your last fight. I didn't, like, honestly, bro, like, and all you kept saying for, like, two weeks is, I'm going to knock his fucking teeth. I'm going to, I'm like, all right, bro. I'm going <laughs> to knock him the fuck out. But there's something to be learned here. It's the mindset yeah. that you visualize, you will it into existence. And you fucking did, bro. I knew, bro. I knew no matter what, this is my time. Nothing will stop me. I've, I'm destined to do this. You know, this is my time to win and this and and conquer and take what's mine in this world. Before I show the clip, what's going through your mind right before you're training for a fight like this? What's going on the moments before you're walking out that door? What are you feeling, man? Like, honest to God, what are you feeling? Everything. What are the type of thoughts that are going in here, into your mind? I'm thinking, it's a whole bunch of things because you don't want to think the wrong thing. So I'm, I'm going out. I'm like, all right, fuck, this is it. This is really it. Like, wake up, you know, because until it hits you, you don't. You're kind of like just going through the motions. And the hard part is getting into the, like waking up and saying like, all right, this is it. And then you start psyching yourself out. You're like, oh fuck, I'm not, I'm not snapping into it. You know, I'm not waking up. I'm not. And then you start like getting inside your own head, fucking with your own mind. But then I, you got to talk yourself down. Did I train enough? Am I ready? Yeah, but then the confidence comes from the hard way. You say, nah, I I did all the sparring. I showed up every day. You know, I pushed through all the injuries. I'm here. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. And this is my time. Like, let's fucking do this. Let's go kill this motherfucker. And then once I tell myself that, that little 
that little flip, that little switch flips. I, I always confuse that. Something just switches in my head. And my eyes, like, everyone says it, like, my eyes change. Like, I just, my eyes go empty. I didn't recognize you. Yeah, everyone ring. says You're that. a completely different person. You're everyone like a fucking that. demon, bro. Yeah, everyone says, yeah, everyone says that. Fucking Drechi. Like a devil. That's why you say <laughs> devil. Like a shaitan, fucking Drechi. Yeah, it's a shaitan. God, keep him away yeah. from us, bro. <laughs> yeah, fuck but, yo, you looked okay. like... I was going to kill this guy, bro. No matter what came at me. So, fight starts. You do your thing. I'm up in the stands. Um... Because I really wanted a bird's eye view. I was blown. The fuck, you fucking blew my mind away, bro. Thank you, bro. And here's a clip from me from my phone. And you're going to hear me screaming like a fucking bitch. Dennis <laughs> <laughs> Bazooka. Highlight. Last fight. If it wants to play. Anytime tonight. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! I mean, I'm going fucking crazy, yeah! You hear that? <laughs> That's like me. Like a... One more time. Oh. Yeah! Yeah! What a fucking knockout. Yeah! And let's do it just one more time because my technician's still an amateur sometimes. Yeah! One more time. Boom. Yeah! Oof. What's going through your mind at this point? Oh my! It's over. Did you even hear me? No, right? Nah, nah, it was too many, too many people, man. I did see some faces though, and it's hard to see faces again. Let me ask you a question. What is it like? Like, how did you even know how to set that up? So, far? like, uh, was it kind of let me just go for it, or um, or did you yo, know what you were doing? I mean, honestly, no bullshit. Here. Yeah, nah. I mean, that's a crazy fucking move right there. Yeah, right? bro, you, you never you see, see that shit. shit. You see him setting it up though. He just did that. If you want to talk yeah. about kickboxing, that's some Tang Po shit right here, bro. <laughs> You're like fucking Tang Po in there, bro. <laughs> oh, man. So it's funny because I did that move in the locker room right before the fight. Like, I didn't train that in training like eight weeks before the fight because you need to develop muscle memory to do shit. Because if you sit there and think about something... This was the elbow heard around the world. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how Barstool hasn't put it up yet, did they? Not yet. Fucking uh, asses. I tagged them, but they, they don't accept my tags. A lot of people tagged them. A lot of people Dude, they're crazy. Them. That's they're a clip. I'm sure they ca- they're on a lag. They probably get so many damn... Yeah, who knows? But I did that in the locker room warming up right before the fight. I was like... I told my coach. I'm like, oh, I like that. I was like, let me see that one more time. So he, he was circling that way towards my left. And then I just pushed him to the left with my arm, and then I did the spin. I was like, I like that. But I wasn't going into the fight thinking, let me look for this elbow. You just you went for it. You can't think in there. Everything you went is for just, it. Yeah. It's instinct almost. It is, it's all instinct. Um, once you get into that flow state, you know, you empty your mind. Like Bruce Lee said. When you train like a fighter, do you finish with that, what you're saying? And Bruce Lee said, you know, empty the mind, be like water. You know, water. Flow. Exactly, flow. If you put it in a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Does the mind of a fighter start turning like you start in millisecond seeing these opportunities? Oh, I absolutely. Mean. But if you think like, all right, let me throw my right hand and maybe he'll do this, the fight, you're 10 moves behind. You can't really think too much in there. You got to just react. You, you might put yourself into a situation, but right? By the time you think, or like let's say you're watching a fight on TV, right? And then you got all these guys that talk shit. He should have done this. He should have done that. Yeah, like when they're in the corner saying, go left, go right. Do, do, do. Yeah. Does a fighter even listen? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. The coaches the coaches are experienced, though. They know what they're talking about. They know when to say things. Especially my coaches. They're amazing. I, I love them to death. Coaching definitely has a huge part to do with being successful, right? It's no matter how great a fighter thing. is. Would you agree? 
100%. It's a huge thing. Mike Management Tyson. has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. Trying to. I mean, you got to listen to your manager, especially when you know they have the right uh, interest. They care. Yeah. It's not right just like, oh, I'm going to ride this guy. I know. I believe in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I care about him like he's my own brother. Yep. And I need him to win. That's exactly what it is. And it goes a long way. Like, you see someone like Mike Tyson, when his head coach, Customato, died, he went off the rails. You know, Cus brought him to that point. Mike Tyson is a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal fighter, smaller man every time he went into the ring. And if you get on his fucking podcast, I'm coming with you. That guy's fucking, I would love to do his shit. That guy's fucking. Insane. Everybody's got a plan, so they get punched in the fucking mouth. That's it. That's a. That's what ever. it is. Yeah, it's, it's really what it ever. is. So I think I don't know. Did he actually say? I, 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 I don't I, know if he, he actually did said that. No, he did. I say see that. it on all the memes. Yeah. I don't no, know. He said that. He said that. Um, I like that. Yeah, he's he's crazy. Perfect quote. Yeah, I like the space he's in right now. Yeah, I think in his older life he's found a very. He's found himself. He's found back. himself. Yeah. People he's, don't realize how smart he is, though. Like he's a super intelligent guy. Yeah, bro. He just. I guess when he was younger, he wouldn't. He was just had so much aggression. He had a hard life, out. man. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. But that's why he was a great fighter. What does it feel like to smash someone's fucking face with an elbow, bro? Yo. I've always wanted to do that shit. <laughs> it hurt, bro. My elbow was swollen. Yeah, now, <laughs> for those of, did it feel good though? Yeah, it's fucking. It was that was the first sick. thing he said to me when I went backstage. So he goes, "Wait, wait, my elbow, my elbow." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even give a fuck about the knockout. I was like, "Yo, my elbow hurts." That's that's now. What did you actually? And the video's kind of like, did you hit the fucking? No, I mean, what did you hit with your elbow? It was. It wasn't the point because if it was the point, his head would have been split open. Thank oh, God. Yeah, his head. His, he would have been leaking everywhere. What did you catch? The side? Fucking I caught soul. him. No, I caught him with like pretty much the. Did what? you hit like his temple? I caught his chin right on the side of his jaw. I that felt that instant knockout every yeah, time. Huh? I felt. What that. is it about the fucking chin, bro? Button. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just we know what buttons to push. And so some fighters if someone's have defending themselves in real life, they should try to hit this as hard as they oh, can. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's yeah. certain spots. You got the chin. You got underneath the ear, which is like devastating. Temple. The temple. Behind the and ear. then behind the ear is like the craziest one because you could get hit behind the, behind the ear and you're still aware. Like your mind is there, but your body's not cooperating. Like you got like spaghetti legs. You basically gave him a concussion right there on the spot. Yeah, but if you get hit in the temple or the chin... You get dropped. You don't know where you are. It's wow. weird. It feels like you're in a dream. I had it happen once to me. A good friend of mine sucker punched me. <laughs> good friend. Knocked me That's right the awesome fuck out. It's always, the, it's always a good. He's still good one friend. of my best friends. That's so crazy. That's awesome. But okay. you didn't know where you were. You're like, am I in a oh, dream? I, I was on the ground, but I was still conscious. That's the weird thing. And then I got back up. You were confused. I was like, this fuck actually punched me. Oh, so <laughs> you were conscious. Yeah, you were good. I was so close to being unconscious. I think the Albanian head saved me. We got fucking heads <laughs> are superhuman, bro. Look yeah. at the fucking size of these heads, bro. You can land a 747 on Albanian's forehead, bro. <laughs> Shit. So I actually use the new iPhone app. Disclaimer, it's not a real iPhone app, but if they had one and they could read your brain, I actually have a, a beta version of it. Let me see this. So during this clip when they're scanning your brain, I actually caught some of the waves from your brain onto my phone and recorded them to give people the experience of what goes through a fighter's mind when they actually knock out their opponent. And it was mind-blowing. Here's some recordings from your brain. Are you ready? I don't know. It's just pure ecstasy. You're the happiest you could be. Is nothing to describe what it is tonight. Would that be accurate description? Wait, what the fuck? When you knock them out, this is what the i don't blame me. This is what the iPhone said. <laughs> Knockout. Pure ecstasy. That's the laziest <laughs> orgasm I've ever heard. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't classify. It. It's not. It was just happiness. Happiness. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Of course. It's just. It wasn't. It was more like relief, bro. I'm like, oh fuck, it's over. You know. 
and then the happiness hits. But that, <laughs> uh, it's like just the instant. Yeah, but that's that's what instant people, gratification. And you love climbing the cages and shit. So yeah. if things don't work out, you could always become a fucking rock climber, just a fucking baby gorilla. <laughs> You could climb Mount Everest and shit. You got to pull up the video where I scale the cage, where I leap over that oh, shit I have and jump that. into the crowd. Somewhere. That, was, that was the first fight that uh, that I was at with you. Oh, yeah, that was my first title win. Yeah! <laughs> That's what I was feeling. Ecstasy. Yeah! <laughs> so, and then I catch you outside. Catch him outside. How about that? How about that? <laughs> How about that? He said he fucking do it, he fucking did it. Let's go, baby. Sponsorship, motherfuckers. <laughs> He said he fucking do it. He fucking did it. Let's go, baby. Sponsorship, motherfuckers. Yeah. And this is like right after the fight. Everyone's coming outside. Because they don't know about you yet, bro. They're going to fucking learn, bro. <laughs> Shout out to DL on Instagram. My boy Darden. He lives not too far from here. He lives in Lodi. Because they don't know about you yet, bro. They don't know about you. They're going to learn. They know now. What's going through your mind out here? When was you, did you even realize I was there? I did. I did see you. <laughs> of course, I hold you in my arm. Like yeah, six yeah, yeah. I'm 300 pounds, but it's kind of hard to miss. There's just so many fucking people, man. I, I, it's hard to keep up with. Like everyone wants to take a picture, so, and I want to give everyone time because I, I love everyone. You know, like I know everyone personally. Um, I'm like you know, but it's just a million people coming around. It's crazy, and I try to give everyone their time. So you ended up having a nice after party. Here's a picture I have of you and uh, Havoc from Mob Deep that night we hung out in the city. Shout out to the infamous. John was there too. Yeah. There's you, John, and uh, me. Uh, that's the first night we met. And yeah. it was actually here. It's documented. I don't know what the date. So September 20th is our anniversary next oh. year. <laughs> so after Labor Day, take me out to a nice dinner. <laughs> so we have a big fight coming up. But talk to me a little bit about the struggles as a manager, as a fighter. Of surviving, how the how the fuck are you surviving, bro? While you're fighting, I mean, how do you pay the bills, man? You haven't made that money yet. No. That's, that's actually what I was gonna say because he keeps asking questions where it's like, how do you feel in that moment? What's the excitement like? All that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And your answer is relief. You know, yeah. I understand that because I saw you fight week. John, by the way, you should wear suits twenty four hours a day. That's a, yeah. That's you a look fucking. Yeah. The, the, you look sharp, bro. The, the sharp whole, the whole I love it. Culture. I mean, yeah. like a fucking white Don King, bro. This is how you fucking dress from now on. He's going. <laughs> But uh, it's it's fight week. It's the training camp. Like you, that's what people don't get to see. That that's why they don't understand the brotherhood that we have, or that you have with the team. Yeah. It's the intensity of, of of that. I mean, tell them what tell them what fight days like and, and the weight cut. Yeah. Bro. What the what the fuck? And you really sometimes you don't know, right? Like, have you ever not made weight? No, no, no. I'm a professional with that. I'll always make weight. Because I saw I, it was like what? Dudes. It was like the night before you got to lose 10 pounds. How the fuck you lose 10 pounds in one fucking night, bro? Sauna. Fucking killing myself, bro. Sauna. Starving, dehydration. How does that not affect you in the ring, man, the next it day? It does. Because he, he But it's more mental. Yeah, we rehydrate, but like we have it's a, all mental, bro. Because I got to hang out with you. I'm about 80 pounds. Well, wait, it'll take me, what, four days to get rid of it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you dehydrate and shit. Fucking shit a kidney out, right? Yeah. But that's, that's the bad part. He'll be in the sauna, and I'll jump in there fully clothed with a fucking credit card, and I'm scraping sweat off of him so it doesn't reabsorb back into his body. It's insane. And you got to understand, for like the first five days before the fight, I'm sitting there starving myself. Moody as fuck. Yeah, because you know, you're cranky. You you need your body starving for nutrients. Like, as, as a fucking evolution... Like natural selection type of thing, we we get aggressive and crazy when we want food. We go on the hunt. We're animal. At the end of the day, we're animals, you know. So when you don't have those food and those nutrients in your body, your body, you're gonna your body. Its reaction is to get aggressive and 
you know, want to go hunt because we are animals, you know. We're just... Speak I for guess. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. Came from a man. But I get what you're saying. You know, so when your body knows you're hungry, you're starving. Hey, what, what happened? I know crazy. when I go on the carb diet, I feel like fucking dying. If you want to just kill somebody, you know. Massive diarrhea. I lose 15 pounds the first two days. No, I'm serious. Being around That's him good. is brutal that week. Yeah, no, so I feel bad, bad for him. You, you're trying not to be anywhere near him when you're eating, right? Like, you're fucking going out in the corner. Oh, no, no. When he's cutting the weight, I will not eat that entire day, the whole day. I won't eat until he's ready to eat. Yeah, well, no. So once you weigh in, like now, okay, so you weigh in, now you can go fucking, you can go to, there's no more, they don't check the weight no more, right? No, nah, that's, that's it. So you can go pound fucking 30 Big Macs, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so I mean, what I wouldn't do, you, do that, but. What do you, like, how, now you went kind of to that extreme, what do you do when you come in off of the, after the weigh-in? Like, how do you eat to not, to not affect your performance? So it's a whole science to it, you know, and it comes from, with experience. Who tells you what to do, your coaches? I got a nutritionist, he helps me out, and just from experience, my teammates will work for them, and it's also trial and error. What worked for me from my past fights, what doesn't work for me, what I like better, what I feel better with. Um, so I'll drink a lot of coconut water, electrolytes, pedialytes, um, obviously a lot of just water. That's the main thing. And then I'll start introducing food into my body, like fruits, so my stomach gets used to digesting again. Because if you eat too much, you'll crash. You'll, you'll really, like, destroy yourself. Um, and it's just, then you introduce carbs, like pasta, and then the proteins, and then it's like a process. And by the time it comes time to fight, you've, you're back to normal. After a fight, how many days do you take to recover? Do you get right back to training or do you wait a couple of days? It really depends. Cause you know, how much time do you take off after that fight? Uh, about two weeks. Let yourself heal, recover. Yeah, because I really get more hurt from the training camp, from training, than the actual fight, which is pretty much like every fight that's happened to me. Um, I don't really get hurt in my fights, thank God. Like, thank God. I don't want to jinx it, but... Um, I get more hurt in training because of how rigorous it is. We're training every day with the best guys in the world, pushing each other, sweating. You're tired. You know, maybe one day you didn't drink enough water. You didn't eat the right thing. Your body, it wears down. It's wear and tear on the body. So, but I, even if I come out unscathed and I'm healthy, I'll always take at least one week just to mentally absorb everything, plan my next steps, and just kind of take like a little mental break so that when I get back to training, I'm ready to go full throttle again. But that's just for me personally. Everyone's different. So you have now pretty much December's gone. Yeah. Years gone. Decades gone. Decade. You're starting the new fucking year and the new decade with a championship fight, man. Yep. That's fucking exciting, man. That is exciting. I was telling you. And John it's a trap, too. huh? It's at the trap, yeah. God. It's going to be good. I was telling Oh, I'm John. going to fucking, uh, I'm not going to P.F. Chang's. I'll never go there again as long as I live. <laughs> I'm going to the uh, Cuban place. Oh, Cuban oh that place, place is good. good. Carmine's our Car spot, though. Yeah, I was just going to say, we always go to Carmine's. I think I'm going to have to get a room down there. Come spend the night this time on not being such a rush. Yeah, it's worth yeah. it. No, we have a... We have just a depends what I have going on here, but I, I'm not missing that fucking fight, bro. That's going to be a big one. Bro, that's going to be a Tickets big Tickets already one. up or no? Not, not yet. yet, not yet, but... Now, guys, please, let, let's... A lot of our people are starting to really pay attention now, okay? Mm -hmm. You're training, you're doing your thing. How do you survive financially? It's not easy. You're not working, you're training. yeah. So, w what can people do? I mean, sponsorship. I mean, how how do how does people get involved in helping you? How does people's people? How do, <laughs> how do people get involved with helping you? It's really just if you know sponsorships. Uh, maybe they might have something, or even if they don't have something, you know, like they'll fund. Like there's a lot of fighters that are funded. Like Khabib, for example, he has like r part of Russian government people who fund him money. I don't think for his uh, gym for his training. No, just an example. I don't think our government's doing a shit. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. 
They're going to ask you for money. (laughs) But you want to fight? Fuck you, it was 10%. (laughs) So, I mean, like, people can just fund, they can send money. Um, Sponsors, like a business owner, they might have, like, a product or their company. I could put their logo on my shorts or on my banner, represent them. And as my name gets bigger, their brand, their name comes along with it. So they get that advertisement, that love, that support from everyone that supports me. It's like a it's a, like a spider web. Everyone's connected. So whoever's with me will go on to them. Like, you know, our names are all attached together. So we all help each other out kind of thing. You know, they, they fund me to be able to do what I love and focus on it. Because if I go get a regular job, I could go work construction from 7 a.m. To, th- to 3 o'clock every day, exhaust myself when I could be training and recovering and eating right, doing what I'm supposed to do to get myself better, it takes away from that if I go work a job. So that's why people like sponsors and endorsers, they play a huge role in the success of a fighter and athlete in general. And um, is it becoming a little easier now, you think, the sponsors? Well, after, people starting to pay attention? Yeah, after that fight, um, I got a lot of eyes on me. A lot of people want to help and want to support. There's also a lot of people who want to use my name and my uh, attention for their benefit, which I understand. Listen, like, I'm all right with that. But don't, you know, don't try to only make it about yourself. Like, let it be beneficial. Because it's not like I want to take people's money. I'm not that type of person. I want to help everyone, you know. But if you can help me, I'll appreciate it. If they're giving you something, you you, you don't mind giving some, back. Right, yeah. So mutually beneficial. Yeah, mutual, exactly. It's a like a business transaction, you know. They, they support me. It's really about the love. They want to help me, so they fund me. They 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 give me money, and then I'll spread their brand as much as best as I can. You know, even if whether it helps or not, whether they what they do helps me or not, it's just it starts from the care for each other, and then but it does help everyone. Everyone is mutually involved. How many days a week are you training, man? Six days a week, two sometimes three times a day. That intense. It's intense, bro. Like, imagine putting your body through the biggest stress you can. At the highest intensity, yeah, twice because you're training t- millions of hours for for minutes, mm-hmm. but to be at the best of the best of those minutes, yeah, it, it all boils down to those twenty minutes in y- that night. Basically, if you had to compare the way you're training to any of the Rocky movies, which Rocky movie would you compare it to? None of them. You're making uh, it sound like Rocky Four. I was gonna say the, Four. I was gonna say Four. When he's fighting the Russian, they don't come close. It's even crazier than that. So he's got fucking trees on his back and jumping up and down because that looks like fucking crazy shit, bro. Come on, <laughs> that's, that's he's fucking. Chopping fucking 30 that's trees with an axe, come that's, on. That's stupid training, though. That's not yeah, it's not it's practical. Not I mean, it looks good. You put that good thing on your mouth when you're running on a treadmill? I do that. There, We have that at the sports science lab in Staten Island. They take really good care of me. They rehab my injuries because we get injured a lot in training. They take care of me. They got the cryo chamber. You ever seen that? Yeah, you it's freeze like you. step into it. Yeah, yeah this like shit's a, a, a salon. It's fucking demolition, man. Yeah. yeah. Cryogenics. <laughs> what are the three seashells for? <laughs> You've seen that movie, at least? No. He didn't see it. Uh, Takes a maniac to catch a maniac. Simon <laughs> says, "The fucking great movie, bro. You know, young. He's basically he's classified as a hipster, huh? He's that generation. A millennial. He doesn't look like it though. No, he's not a hipster. I don't act like it. He no, nah, he do, he doesn't act like a, a normal twenty two year old. I couldn't be around. I you carry yourself pretty well. I can't. I know. So what age. I like about you as a, as a human being, the, the three months I know you now, four months. <laughs> you're always laughing, man. I think yeah. It's important." I think it's very important. And even in your video, let's go, baby. Like, you're, you're always in a good mood. <laughs> and you uh, that's the one thing that kind of reminds me of, you know, you, that reminds me a little bit of my, I was very similar in that way. Really? I was always laughing. I don't know, man. I, maybe something about the 20s, man. Once you get older, fucking life is like, I don't know. 
I don't know, man, because I got I got like a lot of my teammates are in their thirties. A lot of people, even my coaches. One of my coaches is sixty. My other one's forty, forty-five. Clowns. Bro, the biggest comedians I've ever met in my life. I think maybe it helps with stress, you know. Yep. Yeah, of course. Because if we sat there and been serious about everything, it's like you know what the hell life is. What's the point? But fight, enjoy fight, fighters don't act the way you think they would act. Oh, uh, we're the nicest people ever. Relaxing. Well, yeah. There's no there's no need to prove anything. You know. You're not. I mean, I'm friends with a former pro boxer for Tarver, Marici. You know, very yeah. good friend of mine. Very, very good friend of mine. I got to bring him on the show when I get a chance. Um, phew, love the guy, bro. Mm-hmm. Mad, just down to earth. I think there's a a romance that everyone has with fighters. And I think that romance is that even that they physically may not be able to do what you're doing or they never had that chance and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're viewing of you, they're watching you, they live vicariously through you. Yes. And they, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Like when you know the fighter... It's a whole different story, man. Yeah. It's different than just being a fan. You literally feel like you're in that fucking ring with you, man. Oh, 100%. I can't. I never like it's. It's almost honestly, it's very stressful. Just as a, as a friend, I can only imagine as a manager. It's the worst fifteen minutes of the entire. <laughs> what, what was going through your mind in that last fight, man? I'm gonna throw up. The whole time, were you even watching, man? Uh, you were up. You were down yeah, close, right? No, no, or you, no, you no, were up because it's a better view. Yeah, yeah I, was up I saw you up by me. Dude. What were you doing the whole time, man? Sweating. Because I was sweating even, and shaking. It's so bad because I I know that I'm on the clock. You know, I'm dealing with all the sponsors and everybody that's there to see him. You know, I'm handshaking everybody, but I'm sick inside. I'm sick as a dog because I know because one, one fucking punch happens. can end all this shit. Maybe. We're, we're not in their nightclub, you know, having a good time. I'm sitting in the emergency room with him and his family. Maybe we're not going to the UFC. Right. Right. You ever met Dana White? Yeah. Saw a picture. Now that's while you're fighting, or I met him. Any eyes on you right now? Or what? Yeah. Um. All over, man. Uh, I'm not gonna say too much because I no, really don't. can't. But, but I, if whoever's listening, just know big things are coming. <laughs> um, yeah, they got no idea, but the whole world's gonna know my name soon, and you could by God's will. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask God's you a will. question. You make it to that level. Mm-hmm. I want people to use this shit as a highlight back in the fucking yeah here first. Yeah, we're talking about it now. We co- we're before he becomes. It. Yeah, we're speaking it into existence. Right. So here. we get to that level. When you get to that level, mm-hmm. private jet money, let's call it. Right. First of all, am I still your friend? Of course. If I need like 50 bucks, you got me? I got you with eh, maybe we we'll do a couple of businesses that you don't have time to run with. A couple of businesses that you don't have time to run with. You, you, you a little seed money. All right, I got you. Because you're making money on that too. Yeah, I got you. I want to be like Uncle Paul. Yo, Rock. <laughs> I got, yo, Rock, I got this idea. We could put the logo on the fucking uh, the meat company. Uh. Let me. I just want to be Uncle Paulie, man, in the background. But I don't want to be like Uncle Paulie. I got you. The first good thing is I don't drink, so I can't be Uncle Paulie. Right, you're not an alcoholic. Okay. Cavity. Yeah. I'll probably be up and running, though. But, <laughs> um, what about the personal life, man? What about it? Anyone in your life special? Just my Or do you team. think that's a distraction in your life right now? Um, I'm talking about... Romantically, is there is there oh. a girlfriend? Is there anyone you're talking to? I mean, you don't have to use names, but is there someone uh, you've seen? Or? No, I mean, I'm kind of talking to one. I mean, uh, listen, I'm I'm friendly with everyone. There's like maybe one that I'm. There's pretty cool. I'm not saying like it's anything, but um, I I don't. It's a, it's all a distraction, you know. If if hundred percent everything agree. everything takes energy, you know what I mean. Like even this is energy. Like if I was I'll tell you something, man. You 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 get into an argument with someone you really love right yeah. before a fight. You're fucked you're, up, oh, man. Oh man, I've seen it Fuck. with a lot of people. Have you seen anyone let you know fight something like that happen and they didn't do well? Yeah, yeah, bro, and very close. Yeah, 
A few people, not just one, not one or two instances. I could name one. My, you know, I know very no, well off the top you know, of my don't head. Don't name any names. No, 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 no. Of course not. But yeah, it definitely affects your psyche. Of course, it's and it's a huge part of. And you. I think that's not just in finance; anything in life. Oh, if you're not good yeah. with your 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 love interest, whatever that is, yep. whoever you're with, derails everything. Yeah, I think you know. I've seen it when when I worked in sales. I, I couldn't close a deal for my life. Mm. Deals that could have been layups, like you know, anybody could have closed them. Yeah. But when you know, you know, listen, we're all human beings. You argue with people we love. Things happen. It can really take you off course, man. Mm-hmm. And that, and this is why I I really started to pay attention to this. I guess the older I get, paying attention to negativity, man. Sometimes you're both just walking away. Oh yeah, bro. That's I've be I've become it's like a, a cancer. Yeah, I've become a master just cutting people off. Like even on Instagram, if someone messaged me some stupid shit, blocked. Twitter blocked. Everywhere. Texted me something, blocked. You believe in the law of attraction? A hundred percent. But I believe you have to work because if you don't put in the work, it's just a fucking dream. Yeah, anyone can talk. Exactly. It's like what the vision I had for this. Yeah. Talk, 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 but... Working. You put it into action because you believe in it. I said, fuck it. Yeah. And the minute I put the record button on this thing, I was like, I see it. This is it. Yeah, you have to see it. I just see it all of a sudden. I'm like, what the fuck? What took me so long? You have to believe in yourself. And I'm regretting the years I wasted not doing it. That's the, that you can't. But do that. you see what I, th- I with and listen, that, I had a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I can't say my parents held me back because they did everything for me. Yeah, I mean, they gave me every opportunity in life. But sometimes it's like that. Why you just work your job? You know, like they try to steal you. They're not trying to hurt you. Yeah, they just want what's good for you. But they don't see sometimes what you see for yourself. Safety and security. And sometimes you take the easier road, but it's not the best road for you. No. It's not who you are, man. No, that's why you see everyone. There's so everyone's depressed. Everyone wishes they just, they wish they went a certain route. They wish they went with this person. They wish they didn't do that. They wish I'd they rather took that lose, chance. and I'd rather fail. And I think you feel the same way. And I know you do too. I'd rather lose. I'd rather get knocked the fuck out in those rings if I was you, mm-hmm. than never to not have gone after it. A hundred percent. And that's interesting because you know why? When you're laying on a bed one day and <laughs> you're taking your final breaths, I don't know if that's how it's gonna sound. <laughs> I promise you, you won't regret what you're doing right now. No yeah. matter what happens, brother. So have that in your mind. When you go into this next fight, you got fucking nothing to lose. Yeah, I'm All you have is what you can gain. I'm doing what I love. Imagine if you never got in the ring. I'd be miserable, probably. We wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Three of us. At 100%, bro. Um, Cowboy Cerrone, he was talking about Conor McGregor today because they're fighting soon. And he was saying, I'd rather go and lose great than go and just win to win. So he's saying like... Even if I lose, if I'm fucking fighting to the bitter end, there's a respect yeah, in that. Of course. course. That's your legacy. That's what people will always speak highly of you. If you just go there and just fucking hold the guy and win on some bullshit stuff, like nobody gives a fuck about you. Nobody's going to remember your name. It's about the legacy you leave behind. And I believe that's why people enjoy having kids as well, to carry on their legacy, if some people look at it that way. But with the sport, legacy is eternal. Like Muhammad Ali, he's gone. May he rest in peace. But he'll always be remembered. Because of what he's done. I mean, he was doing all kinds of things. He was doing things that had nothing to do. He was a fighter in, like, life. Forget the fucking ring. What the guy yeah, did yeah. outside the ring is really shows you who he was. Vietnam yeah. War, civil rights movement, everything. Like, yeah, amazing. bro. That guy was a game changer. And that's why I think there's this love affair with fighters, man. Who are they going to be? And me, I'm, I'm starting to think I like watching the young guys that are coming out. That's where they're like, who's this person going to blossom into? So you're the first fighter in my life that I'm following his fucking career kind of from the beginning. I mean, I missed the yeah. first few. But... I'm excited, man. This really is the beginning. Bro, I've only had four fights. Professional. Yeah, I know. Four professional fights. So this is nothing. I only missed three. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I caught up with the highlights. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah, yeah. the whole first season. <laughs> I, I say he's got the uh, the Conor McGregor effect, where Conor McGregor walks out into the arena and everybody becomes Irish. He's got the same thing with the Albanian. Yeah. Comes out with that flag, and it's just you You feel that pride. You feel the love from the crowd. What I love about Conor McGregor, when I, and he kind of really made me start paying attention to the UFC again. I have one cousin, though, just for the record. If this shit was out when he first came to America, I swear to God he'd be the champion right now. Really? He's still to this day one of the sickest fighters you will ever meet in your life. You should meet him, actually. He's an ultimate Greco-Roman wrestler. I'm talking about the best of the best. He beat up 80% of the fucking Bronx. They all know who he is. <laughs> he disarmed people in seconds, broke their fucking arms with guns. I'm not joking with you. Yikes. He cleaned up Jerome Avenue. Is, is he trained? Like, has he trained? He trained for years and years and years in brutal conditions and communism. The guy was undefeated. He was fucking the sick. He was born to fight, bro. Wow. He's nasty. You should meet him, bro. I'd love to. I might teach you a move or two that some, made some old school shit that nobody yeah. even thinks about. And I'm going to introduce it to him. But uh, he always said, man, if this fuck is. Back then, I think in UFC, you made like 30 grand if you was like, well, I'm going to go break my arms for 30 grand, you know? How do you yeah. probably back then? But if it was, and I think I had met the Russian guy that had won, and he was working as a fucking bouncer, bro, from the earlier seasons. I forgot his name. It's about the first years. It was all like 90, early 90s. 93 was the first one. And this guy was like, yeah, I fought UFC. I was champion. His back hurt. He had like no money, bro. Wow. I'm not going to say which place he worked at. I remember exactly. And he was like, no, I, I was the champion. He was working as a bouncer back then. That's, That's crazy. So think about how far the sport has come. But it also depends on what you do with your money. Like Mike Tyson made more money than Mayweather today. Facts. 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 But back then, I think the purse money was like 100 Jesus. Nah, it was wasn't, nothing back It wasn't then. compared no. to what it is now. No, 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 for sure. But no, not for, not speaking for of Conor McGregor, who really, I think... To show you, it doesn't matter how big you are, what weight division. The guy's a fucking giant, man. Mm. You know, he's bigger than the sport. If you listen to a lot of his talking in this phase of his life, the phase that you're in, where the future is unknown, he talks about how he would vision it. Mm-hmm. I'm driving this piece of shit car, but I see myself in the Bentley. <laughs> he was visualizing. He was willing it into existence. And that's what they call the law of attraction. I think, um, you know, I think he definitely believes in that. There's no doubt about he it. He does. He's like, I would see it before, you know, I would will it in. I would think about it. And he would block this stuff out of his mind. Have you ever read the book, The Secret? See, of course. I was just going to say, that's the book that got him into that thinking. And, I've, and because of watching those videos, I went and bought that book. And then that's when my whole way of thinking has changed completely. Do you, do you see, uh, do you really feel an effect in your life from that book 100 percent. i would would you recommend it for everybody to read everyone if i always recommend it to everyone that's my go-to book but people misconce they they have these misconceptions they think if they just believe it and say it it'll happen so how do you put it into practice you have to just get up and go do what you're gonna do and that you have to get on the road towards that path yeah but but put in the work you have to put in the work and people might say like what's the road but if you truly believe in it no matter which way you go that road will become the road. You pave your own path. So if you put it into existence and you say, no matter what, I'm going to make it, I'm going to do this, I'm going to win this fight, then no matter what's thrown your way or what direction you're going, you'll make it the right way. And that's what I think the law of attraction is. We have to believe it. Now, I'm looking here, Ryan Castro versus Dennis Bazooka. Which fight was this one? That was my pro debut when I had just turned 21. Put this up on highlights here. Oh, I put it apart. It almost looked like you beat up the guy because you're wearing red and black on the left leg. Like, no, those are our colors. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened? Is that why you got angry? No. So, backstory to that, he was talking so much shit before the fight. That was hilarious. Like, what kind of shit are we talking about? Saying, like, he's just a kid. He doesn't know he's coming in here with grown men. We're professionals. I'm going to 
he's a hype train. I'm going to derail this hype train. I'm going to end, you know, I'm going to end him, this and that, before he even starts. So, but when we met in person, he comes up to me. No, he comes up to me weeks before the fight when we already knew we were going to fight each other. He comes up to me and asks me if we could take a picture together. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, whatever. We'll take Trying a picture. Trying to be a showman or whatever. I'm not. Bro, he wanted to take a picture with me. He goes, yo, bro, I know we're going to fight, but can we take a picture? I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, cool. Take a picture. Then I hear on interviews, he's talking shit about me. I'm like, this motherfucker. So I take, <laughs> I go on his Instagram. I take the picture. I screenshot it, and I put it on my, on my Instagram, and I put as the caption, love making my fans happy. This kid went fucking ballistic. Social media war. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get in his head. I, I know he's emotional and shit. I knew his style of fighting. I knew I was going to beat him. But he was definitely my toughest opponent at the time, for sure. He was beast. Yeah. And one of my toughest to this day. But I schooled him. And then that weigh-ins. The weigh-ins were the best. I stuck my hand out to shake his hand. He said, I'm not shaking your hand. So I just gave. I you just try to break your fucking ankle right here, man. Yeah, of course. That's what he's trying to do. I like the way he caught his chin right there. Like, get the fuck off my ankle, man. Yeah, watch this, like watch, this part, watch this part. Boom. Ooh, just how the it. fuck you get up? And then he go- oh, just one. What's going off. through your mind, man, in this fight? Nothing. My mind's empty when I fight. I just literally don't think anything. Yeah, you would look good in Speedos, huh? <laughs> I look good in them. Yeah, I got Yo, thick thighs, bro. Yo, Calvin Klein, if you're paying attention. Underwear model. <laughs> get them now. Cheap. Otherwise, you're paying fucking... <laughs> Hundreds of thousands. 150,000. We'll sign a two-year... Talk to John. Yeah, it'll be, be the next Marky Mark. Yo, let me get to the part now. This is the part I think we can knock him the fuck out, no? Not yet, in a little bit. I throw a spinning kick No, this here. is it. Ooh, oof. Okay, well, I that's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a fucking ice skater right there. <laughs> yeah, I start piecing him up here. Oof. Boom, boom. Ooh. Oh, right there is when you stunned him. Yeah. Oh, he was hurt already. But I was just picking my I shots. I think he got mad that he's wearing red and black, and he put the star like he's a fucking communist. Like, it reminds <laughs> you of the communist flag of Albania. I'm going to knock this <laughs> motherfucker out right now. Nah, he was he was mad actually that Albanians were saying they're gonna come with the flag. So he went and he said it's America, USA versus Albania. Fucking idiot! I was, I'm a fucking citizen. I was born in New York. Well, you're, you're a clown. No, but the best is before the Wayans. We're standing shoulder to shoulder, and he's not oh, yeah. saying a word at all. We're waiting to go on stage, and then we finally get up there, and all of a sudden his tune completely changes, and we're walking off stage. And now we're off camera, and he's going, "Bro, I'll see you in the streets." This is it. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Oh, oh. And then. We're not going to advertise for T-Mobile. <laughs> but um, there's a part when you jump over. Is it, is it here? Not in this fight, no. Doesn't show the clip? No, it was the fight before that I jump over. It's on my Instagram. Is there anything that I'm missing here, John? Is there anything else we should know about this kid? <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> now, did you tell me? Because I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep track of this. Did we know who you're fighting? You know who you're fighting? Yeah, he's the champion now. He's, he's from Jersey. His he's name? the local guy, Tim Dooling. Um, he's... He's well-rounded, good strike. He's a little bigger than me. Uh, well-rounded, good striking. He'll he keeps a crazy pace. Like he'll keep coming every second of the fight, the whole fight. He's he has a fucking great champion. Cardio. Yeah. Um, he's really good on the ground. Good submissions. Good chokes. He, I think he won his last two in a row by by rear naked choke by Versatile. choking guys out. Yeah. He throws these spinning kicks. You ever met him? Yeah, actually, we warmed up in the same locker room for the last fight. We were in the same locker room together. I saw him watching me warm up and stuff. I kind of, like, recognized he was, like, looking at me a lot from the corner of his eye. Did you know at this point that you guys would fight based on what happens that night? No, not at all. Not so at all. So this happened after the fight. Yeah, because he was fighting for the belt that night. He fought two fights so after So he just me. got he won. it. He, yeah, he's defending and it. And he's now. already defending it. Yep. And I knew he would take the fight. So I, I actually called for the... I wanted that fight. I wanted to fight for the belt. So the promoters were like, all right, we'll put it together. And Are you the main event? 
co-main event. The main event is a heavyweight title fight. Now, what's a heavyweight? What, what it's, like, it's like, I think, two. two yeah. What happens if you're three? There's no division? Or I, super? It goes up to 265. The max you could be is 265. Guess I can't be an MMA fighter. <laughs> Shit. I have to carry a gun, I guess. <laughs> um, so, you're going to keep us up uh, updated? Uh, pe- people, how do they get tickets to this fight? When they're eventually, they, can we contact you? Do we have to go through Ticketmaster? I mean, what do we do? Yeah, you can contact me or John. Yeah. Uh, we'll say we they make us. You accepting sponsors for this next fight? Yeah, I'm accepting sponsors. Um, you have a couple spots open. I do, but the problem is not a problem. But I want them to be good people. You know what I mean? It's not about just the business. I need to. You have an image, man. You don't want to just put you know porno business. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, we're not just taking money from anybody. It's, yeah, it's, it's not we, about we that. In. Like one of our sponsors, Half Face Blades. He was a Navy yeah. SEAL, SEAL Team Six, Savage, amazing. You guy. told him a story how you wanted to be a SEAL. I haven't actually. No, oh. I never told him. And why you didn't? Him. That's what you should fucking tell him, man. Commonality is how you close a deal, should, boys. Yeah. No, but he is one of my sponsors. He's a great guy. Amazing guy. I never met him. What does he do? Huge, huge he, supporter. He makes knives, like handmade knives. They're unbelievable. Tomahawks, blades, everything. Fabricates. You have some of them? No, I didn't get them yet. Don't carry them in New York. I don't want this fucking guy in jail and we can't fight. Who? I'm uh, I'm his babysitter 24-7. Boys, I think uh, it's a good place to kind of... Is there anything else you want to say, Dennis? Um, Just... I appreciate everyone's support. You know, especially the Albanians. I love representing our people uh, because we Look are. That warriors. camera over there. Tell Where them. Where is it? It's right there. Listen, every person, every countryman and woman of Albania, I'm so proud of all of us, and I do it for us. I when I go train, I think of all of us, and I want to represent us right. And I thank you all for your support from the bottom of my heart. Thank you all. That's that's genuine. John. Definitely looking for some uh, sponsors, some support, and definitely come out to this fight, man. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an insane night. He's gonna put on. I think you're gonna have a lot of fucking people show up on this yeah, fight. Yeah, it's gonna be a big one. I think lot. you might have the whole fight. You're lucky it's in fucking Jersey. Uh, bro. They're down there half the time at the roulette table already. Right, yeah, go the fight. yeah, of course. They're like, give me the fight. Uh, give me. The, you're gonna get a fucking room. Maybe Albania has a room already from their fucking <laughs> platinum cards <laughs> at the Taj Mahal, which doesn't exist anymore. But you get my point. Can you look at that camera and tell the world? My name is Dennis Bazooka, and you're watching. Beck Lover and the Comeback Team, bro. <laughs> My name is Dennis Bazookia, and you're watching Beck Lover and the co- and the Comeback Team. Yeah, there we go. C O M E. Boys, I have a little tradition. I like to get the energy because I believe in energy. So I like to do a little, you know, just a little. If it, no, actually, that's the wrong one. I'm not gonna play that. That's not good. That's not. No, that's a worse one. It's worse than that. That's like some. I don't know why, you know, Al's a very disgusting uh, technical person. <laughs> Al's Al the, the best. <laughs> so I think, you know, he knows what I was about to say, but I didn't. This is Beck Lover. Had an amazing night here with my friend John Siri and Dennis Bazookia, the future champ in his division, God willing. February 21st, the fight is coming. Pay attention and follow him on Instagram at Dennis Bazookia. Spell your last name. B-U-Z-U-K-J-A. Follow this guy on his mission to get to the top. This is your boy, Beck Lover. No matter how hard life is, you can always make a comeback. Signing off. Put your hands up, boys.